0: And I know most of you probably know me by now, but I'm a pastor's wife and mom to five. So before I get into our Bible study today, I wanted to give you a little life update. My husband is a pastor in Slidell, Louisiana, where we commute to our church from our home in Mississippi. We recently sold our church property, which was listed less than 48 hours and already had an offer. So we're about to begin the building process. It's been so exciting. We've been doing cleanup and prep work. Also, I've been at home with my five children over the summertime. We just got a new puppy Saturday. It has been busy. But there's a part of me that loves a summer break for maybe two weeks. And the rest of the time, to be honest, sometimes I struggle. I thrive on feeling productive and after a while either the ceilings of the house feel like they are caving in or running the roads with activities leaves so much undone at home and it's easy to fall into complaining feeling frustrated or discontent you feel guilty because you want to enjoy the summer or knock out that list you made in the school year that you never have gotten to you want to spend time having fun with the kids. And yet you're also thinking about all the things you want to teach them that you struggle with throughout the school year. Maybe it's making beds or cleaning up a certain thing. I definitely don't have all the answers, but my God thinks thoughts of peace toward us and to give us an expected end. Wouldn't it be nice if when we thought about our lives, our homes and families, and even ourselves, if we had peaceful thoughts? I know the enemy is the author of confusion, and he would love for us to be spinning our wheels. Whenever I don't seem to have an answer for a need in my life, I've learned to open my Bible to the epistles written from Paul to the church, to us, for such a time as this. The older I get, the longer I've been in church, I hear lots of different philosophies. I'm a fourth-generation Christian, of which I am extremely thankful for. All I've ever known is church and all I've ever known is the ministry. My greatest victories and my greatest life wounds have all been centered around church. Therefore, I said that to say, I've heard this philosophy. If you do this and you do that, you'll have victory in the Christian life. If you don't do this and don't do that and you stay away from certain things, that will give you the victory in the Christian life. But I want to share a passage of scripture with you that is changing. If you will meditate on it and truly let it soak in, it will change your thinking. Colossians 2.13 says, and you, hey Christian, he's talking to you, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Let's stop there for a second. He said all trespasses. So that sexual sin, gossip, overeating, grouchiness, slothfulness, being being unkind, you name it, he's talking about all our sins. So we were dead in our sins, but now Christ has quickened us. He's made us alive. He's revived us. He's made us new with him, and he's forgiven us of our past, present, and future sins. We already have freedom. We already have the victory. If you continue reading in verse 14, it says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Listen, God is not against us. He is for us. Verse 15 says, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Verse 16 says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink, or in respect of an holy day, or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. I'm not trying to be ugly, but want to share a hundred percent truth. If you don't have freedom and victory over hurdles in the Christian life, Whether it be besetting sins or a raunchy attitude, I would say 99.9% of the time, it can be traced back to our faith. Many times I think what what it is that I'm doing or not doing that's hindering my walk with the Lord or success in the Christian life, I've made it all about me. And again, I missed it. It's not as much about what I'm doing. It's about what He already did in walking in that truth consistently. Salvation is so much more than just eternity. And I'm so thankful for my eternity in heaven. But salvation is freedom over sin. We already have the victory. Many times when I get stuck in the Christian life, it starts with the basics. Faith. What does the Bible say? Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. He wants us to believe Him. Hebrews 10.38 says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. How do we increase our faith? First, I have to ask God to forgive and help my unbelief. Then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10.17 says. So we have to bathe ourselves in God's word. That's how we believe. Next, I believe when you don't feel freedom... You don't feel that sweet victory in Christ. It can be traced back to thankfulness. I truly believe a lack of thankfulness can be traced back to the root of most sin. Many times, mental battles start where thankfulness left. That's why scripture instructs us to sing scriptural songs, hymns, I'm sorry, spiritual songs, hymns, and psalms to live in a spirit-filled life. A life that's not quenching the spirit. When you sing a song like, Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. Would you be wider, much wider than snow? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the lamb. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the lamb. You know why it's hard dying to self? Hard serving with no reward? Hard serving when you've been hurt by church? Because we aren't living like we already have the freedom Christ paid for us already, free to those who have accepted his gift of salvation. Then the hymn continues, would you do service for Jesus, your king? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily his praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. How can you quit? How can you quit when you sing a song that's filled with the truth that there is power in the blood? Let me encourage you if you're struggling like I have sometimes, whether it be sins, mental battles, overwhelm as a wife and mom, whatever the case may be, do a faith check. How much have you bathed yourself in scripture? If you follow me on social media, you know I love to run. I normally listen to music and I pray, but if I'm struggling and can't seem to get past it, I'll listen to scripture. I'll either start in Romans or Philippians 4 and just continue to listen. So how's your faith? How's your thankfulness? Next, do you realize who you are in Christ? Yesterday, I read this statement and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It isn't what you are that holds you back. It's what you think you're not. I'm gonna read that statement again because it is so powerful. It isn't what you are that holds you back. It's what you think you're not. Do you believe that when the Holy Spirit convicted you of your need for salvation, that you were that lost lamb he was looking for? He wanted you. I'm paraphrasing this from a book I read, but it says something like this. Because people with low self-worth often see themselves as inadequate or feel like victims, which often starts because they actually have been victimized in their past. They focus inordinately on themselves. They can become self-protective and selfish because they feel that they have to be to survive. If that is true of you, you can combat those feelings by serving others and working to add value to them. Making a Difference even a small one, in the lives of other people lifts one's self-worth. I love this. I had this thought. When you realize the value that your creator placed on you, it will change your thinking. Many times, people will value others with the value they've placed on themselves. If they do not value themselves or understand the value that God has placed on them, it's hard to value people properly. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. His thoughts towards you are more number than the sand. Do you believe that? Let me finish with this last passage of scripture from Colossians 2, verses 6 through 7. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. There it is, those two principles to live by, being established in the faith and abounding in thanksgiving. Verse 10 says, and ye are. I want to say that again. And ye are. Say that to yourself. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Therefore, you have it. You have the freedom. You are complete. You have everything you need. You already have the freedom that you need in Christ. I hope this lesson encouraged you to remember that you already have the freedom in Christ. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's word encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the scriptures until next time